0: Welcome to Explore the Word podcast. So glad you joined in today. We're continuing our survey of the Old Testament. And in this episode, we're going to examine the book of Esther. The title comes from the central key figure rather than the author. Esther was her Persian name, meaning star, and Hadessa was her Jewish name, meaning myrtle. The book is one of the two Old Testament uh, books Named after women. Ruth was the other Gentile who married a wealthy Jew of royal promise, Boaz. Esther was a Jewish who married a wealthy Gentile of royal power, is. Uh, Mordecai was thought to have been the author in ancient times, though Ezra and Nehemiah have been suggested as well. Whoever wrote it was well acquainted with the Persian customs and the Persian court. So both of those individuals would have had lots of information about that. The date of the writing is 460 BC. It was probably written soon after the death of Azrael in 465 BC when the royal records of his life were completed. Uh, That has reference in Esther chapter 10 verse 2 and all the acts of his power and of his might and declaration of his greatness of Mordecai whereunto unto the king advanced him are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the King of the Mede and Persia? The political setting. Persian Empire was at its height. This king was the Persian ruler who made an assault against the Greeks in 480 BC, seeking to accomplish what his father Darius failed to do ten years earlier. Though he did take the city of Athens, his fleet was defeated and he returned to Persia. Shushan was one of the three capitals maintained by persia the other being babylon and peripopolis which was located in southern uh, persia shushan was considered the summer palace about 250 miles from babylon daniel had also lived there for a time under belshazzar daniel chapter 8 verse 2 and i saw in a vision and it came to pass when i saw i was at shushan in the palace So that's referenced in another book about Zuzan. Though a large contingent of Jews had returned to Palestine nearly 60 years earlier with Zerubbabel, many still remained in, you know, throughout the empire, dispersion throughout the empire. Under the Persians, they received good treatment, had access to learning and economics. They had very few restrictions. The anti-Semitism in Esther, was not Persian in origin, but an Aegeite. That's where we see the anti-Semitic fever come from. Uh, Persians uh, changed the empire. They, they, Previous empires were very much the Syrians, Babylonians were very violent, um, all about their rule, and they're very heavy-handed. The Persians had a much more compassionate attitude towards conquered people. Um, they, and this attitude helped bring relative peace throughout the kingdom as well. It really helped with uh, relationships and communication amongst uh, conquered individuals. The empire was large from India to Europe. I mean, it was a big empire. Uh, the Persians made the Aramaic the official language of the empire for commerce and politics, so that helped bring a little bit more stability to the empire as well. There was a multiple languages, you know, confusion and things, so that helped. Um, the Jews did not return to wood and stone idols after uh, the captivity, after they were uh, brought into captivity and things. They There was... No, it wasn't a fevered religious time with the Jewish people. Uh, If anything, it was probably more of an attitude of indifference. Now, the Lord did bless the Jewish people via the empire. The Persian rulers aided and subsidized the rebuilding of the worship in Jerusalem. Uh, So there definitely were for them. Uh, The purpose of the book really was to encourage the Jews scattered throughout the empire with the story of the Lord's continued concern and presence With them. Though his name is not mentioned in this book, his divine guidance is seen through every verse. It's amazing. And for us as individual believers today, we're not part of the Jewish uh, people or anything of that nature, uh, but we see the Lord's hand and he cares, he guides, he's concerned. So that's a blessing to us as well. So, some unique contributions of the book of Esther. Uh, We just see the seeds of anti-Semitic thought and process and the violent ends it will go. Um, It's a form of prejudice against the Jewish people. Uh, It ranges from apathy, who cares, to violent hatred. The term anti-Semitic was first used in 1879, but it's blatant in the book of Esther. Uh, Haman was anti Semitic. He hated the Jews. Esther three six, and he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they showed him the people of Mordecai, wherefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom of Azure, even the people of Mordecai. He Haman introduced the king's edict to destroy the Jews in the empire, because of their laws and practice. It was it was through Haman. It wasn't the king, uh though the king should have been A little bit more on top of it, in my opinion. But at any rate, Haman was like Hitler and the Third Reich. The problem was a deep-seated hatred against the Jews. I mean, it was deep-seated. For Haman, I think it is due to his ancestry. I'm not saying that just certain peoples have hatred towards the Jews, but Haggai was connected with the Malachites. And the Malachites and the Jewish people never got along. Uh, The Lord actually commanded them to attack and destroy them. There have been many wars between the Jewish people. Uh, So maybe there was a loss in the past. Maybe uh, Haman's father uh, generations before had promoted the hate of Israel, the Jewish people. Uh, I don't know exactly all the history there, but that is a probable cause. Sadly... Uh, We are currently witnessing a rise in anti-Semitic activities around the world, and not just around the world, in our own backyard here in Toronto, in in the GTA. Uh, It was wrong in Esther's time, it was wrong in the 1930s and 40s, and it's wrong today. So we see that as a unique contribution to the book of Esther, and we see the greatness of Mordecai in Esther chapter 8, verse 1 and on that day did the king as give the house of haman the jews enemy unto esther the queen and mordecai came before the king for esther had told what he was unto her and the king took off his ring which he had taken from haman and gave it unto mordecai and esther set mordecai over the house of haman and verse 15 and mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white and with a great crown of gold and the garments of fine linen and purple and the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. And the Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. That's unique that uh, Shushan was not just made up of Jewish people. I mean, this was a capital area. This was the people, the Persians were happy. They were glad to see Haman gone. I mean, I get the idea that Haman wasn't a nice guy to anybody. And the Jews in particular were very excited. Though Joseph and Daniel ruled world empires as vice regents, no Jewish ruler ever ruled such a vast empire as did Mordecai. I understand he was not king, but he was right next to king. He was in charge in a lot of things here now. Now, these three Jewish leaders did have a number of unique things in common, which I want to bring up. He's just interesting. All were Jewish exiles who lived godly lives in foreign and heathen lands. Pretty interesting. All endured suffering at the hands of jealous enemies who schemed against them and desired them to be dead. We see uh, Joseph, uh, Potiphar, and Potiphar's wife. Daniel was the the host of other rulers and princes and stuff, desired to see him dead. And then with uh, Mordecai, we see Haman. All rose from positions of lowly service. Uh, to become world leaders, but the only one who wasn't really low was Daniel. Uh, but you know, they still did not have high positions when they were taken into the places uh, that they were in. Each came to power suddenly after faithfully serving in lower tasks. Um, each was used to preserve God's people in times of oppression or slavery. Joseph saved Egypt and thus Israel. Daniel protected the best he can God's people and definitely the truth. And then we see here with Mordecai. Each was used to save or benefit the king he served. Right? They, they all helped the king. Uh, One uh, favor from the king. Each, example, each exemplified the way God blesses Abraham's children when cursed by enemies. Okay? They didn't retaliate. Joseph, Daniel, and Mordecai never brought the sword. They trusted God. And faithfully served. And God brought to retribution. He took care of the enemies. In marvelous ways. So it's pretty interesting. So I hope that's been a help to you. I know I, all these books have unique things. And uh, though written so long ago. Still are so relevant for us today. They They are important for us to stop and pause. And remember and learn from them. So. Keep exploring the word. Don't stop and help the word. Use the word, I should say, to help you live the life that God wants you to live.